Welcome to the Millionaire Next Door podcast with Robert Curtis, CFP, accredited investment fiduciary from Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. In this podcast, we help successful wealth accumulators like you looking to transition to a work optional lifestyle by helping you build strategies for growing and maintaining your wealth. Robert draws from years of experience and fiduciary responsibility and interviews guest experts to help you build reliable strategies to grow and maintain your wealth. Now, on to the show. Welcome back. Rob Curtis is here to talk more about his financial planning process. I'm Patrice Sikora. And Rob, I know this is an ongoing organic activity, but tell me what you've been seeing in your practice lately. Well, yeah, absolutely, P Patrice. For, first of all, before I go down that road, I just wanted to um, let you know they've, they've done a few metrics on who's actually listening to this podcast. I was kind of curious, the company that helps me produce it. And apparently, believe it or not, I'm in the top 50% of all podcasts is what they tell me, which was awesome. a little bit encouraging. Apparently, I jumped off the charts in Ghana. For some reason, I'm the number six podcast for all financial <laughs> planning and investments. So, uh, and that's not Ghana, Ghana. That's Ghana. not Ghana, Illinois, is it? No, I never even heard of Ghana, Illinois. No, there I is think no Ghana, Illinois. I'll I'll sure. to, I think it's the country in Africa. So, yes. so a yes. quick shout out to my listeners in Ghana. Uh, but having said that, uh, as I mentioned in prior podcasts, we're always working on continuously improving and strengthening our process wherever possible. We consider one to 3% improvements on a regular basis really important. So recently I heard a great discussion from a former Navy SEAL commander I regularly follow and someone from whom I engage with and I've learned an awful lot from. His background is really interesting. He has a degree in accounting from Colgate. It's a very prestigious uh, East Coast college as I understand it. So he passed the CPA exam and was working for one of the big four firms. I believe it was Price Waterhouse. He also has an MBA as well. So early on as a CPA, he realized he really wasn't meant to be a CPA. He, he felt his internal calling and what he was meant to be was to be a warrior. And he actually applied to the Navy SEAL program. Wait, now he did all his schooling, was working, and then applied? Yes, Yes. So that's that's a that's a strenuous program to get through. Uh, yeah. Yeah. On on both fronts. So he uh, I didn't know this at the time, but apparently there are a couple civilian spots for in the Navy SEAL program where they'll accept you in. And they accepted him on that, which is extremely rare. But he had this background, you know, as an accountant, an MBA. He was at a big four accounting firm. Uh, he actually does a lot of business right now, so it's, it's served him in the long run. But at any rate, he went on to graduate at the very top of his class in the Navy SEAL program. And if you're familiar with the SEALs, I mean, it's, it's special forces. That's a very elite, rigorous process. So the, the point of this whole story is I really value this person's opinion. He has some very keen insights on business, on coaching, on teams, etc., at any rate, the, the point of all this is I heard him say something recently that just completely caught my eye on, on coaching, and he called it a process 
that helps people get massive traction on what's important to them. And when I heard that in the middle of a broader discussion, I mean, my head literally turned one of those 90 degree things, this giant light went off and I resonated with me completely. I said, that's exactly what comes from our process. I mean, it was uh, exact or how I'd ideally like to encapsulate any of our engagements or the folks we work with. I, I'd love to see them just get, get massive traction on what's really important. So that's what we're trying to do. And, and that's, that's ultimately the goal. And his, his bringing that out really, really shined a light on, on that process. And I'm really impressed with, with what he was able to accomplish there. Again, that is an extraordinary program to get into. Uh, so, and you mentioned the coaching here. Do you find yourself doing a lot? Of a lot. Yeah, definitely. I, I strive to do a lot because some folks, it's just about the investments and the performance. But I, ideally, we like to transcend that quite a bit. And my, my process is very holistic and all-encompassing. It's evolved over the years, and it often takes on more of a life coaching style beyond simply managing investments and financial planning. Uh, so, so some of the questions and the conversations I've been having with with and engaging with clients, you know, recently, one of the things I'll ask them is, "Would you say you are today where you thought you'd be, or where you said you were going to be five years ago?" In other words, five years ago. If you had a beacon set for the future, and not just financially, are you there yet? What, what, what's the general response, though? I mean, are they there? Or can they even remember what they wanted? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I don't know if there is a general response. It's, it's just, a, it's just a, where are we? And most people are amazed at how far they've gone, but it's an interesting way to put it. And then we're really, we're try, obviously trying to look forward. It's important to look backwards, but we're trying to look forward as well. Where would, where would they like to be? So what do they say? Begin with the end in mind, you know, or uh, so Andy, right? Yeah. So another question I'll ask is what does Nirvana really look like for you in the future? If everything falls into place, what does that look like? It is. That's a hard one, too. It's, you've got to really think deeply about that. It, it is. Most people are so caught up in daily noise and getting through the next day or the next week or to the next this or that. I mean, where, what are we really trying to go? Th those having that clarity. So we're trying to get to that wherever possible. And, and I like to frame the goals around what I call 5W which is simply what, where, when, why, and who. I mean, we, we want to identify these things and have some meaningful targets and accountability. Uh, one, of the, one of the questions I like to ask is, what are you grateful for? And this may seem counterintuitive because goal setting is generally about what you want but currently lack. However, gratitude for what we already have is a powerful force to propel us towards what we want. Aspiration is fueled by appreciation. So I like to use Maslow's hierarchy as a reminder of the things humans strive for, but also reminds us not to take what we already have for granted. So I'll ask them, you know, when do you see yourself in this future? When, when do you see these things occurring? I, I think a lot of people have this feeling, I'll be happy when, I'll be satisfied when, if only I can, I can achieve this, that, you know, but 
then there's always something deferring that off. So, so what do you? It's called life. It's called life. <laughs> it's called life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent. Yes. But I like to frame this. I talked in a prior podcast around what I call form goals. F O R M. The F is simply family. I mean, this is what's really important to clients. The O is for occupation, what you do, maybe how you make a living. A recreation is the R, you know, your passions. What do you really do for fun? What do you enjoy? What gives you energy? And the M is money and the importance of getting goals out of one's head. What I call vapor to paper, really putting them down in some concrete way uh, so that we're clear about what we'd like to achieve and where we're going. And, and sometimes clients will actually share these with me. So I, I had somebody share 10 of these goals. So it, it really helped give me a deeper understanding uh, of, you know, where they were headed and, and framed a lot, of the, a lot of the discussions we had. So I like to know when specifically these folks like to achieve the goal. Just, you know, they're, they're not always there, but that, that helps. And then finally, you know, I want to know why is all this important? And this gets a bit heavy because we delve into esteem and self-actualization, uh, one se- sense of purpose and the reason for being and how it's about, you know, who we become as a person as much as it is about how much we earn and accumulate. How, how do you help them realize this? Well, we have discussions. I guess it's because, I mean, we start off on a more basic level and we're trying to achieve certain goals and get certain results and fill certain gaps uh, they might have had because they didn't have an advisor or they had one where it wasn't working. But, you know, we've been through a lot together. We've been through a pandemic. You know, many people were with me, the great financial crisis of 2008 or We've seen everything from illnesses to, you know, loss of spouses to children grow up. I mean, we, you know, careers, changes, big life changes, people aging where we might have started together when they were in their 30s, you know, and now they're in their mid 50s. So um, I'm trying to get back to your question, but, but we've had a lot of context around this. And then sometimes it becomes about these bigger, broader goals, or maybe visions they had, or maybe, maybe something they had around money that came from their childhood. And they're working through this as, as they age and adult and actually realize, you know, who they are, or what's really important. Maybe they've, you know, once they've had families, their lifestyle or perspective changes, or they've had to take care of parents, all, all these things you know, there we have a process for working with folks as their you know needs evolve and their life changes. We we bring in different elements to the coaching. Which brings me to this next question that you have here, which I love: Who do you need to become? That is hard. It's really hard. It's something I mean. I mean, I resonate with too, and maybe I'm trying to develop and, and have a lot of personal growth. But I want to see that for others as well. So, you know, it's become really important. Who who do you need to become? You know, to to achieve your goals, and and who do you need to associate with to make this a reality? I'm constantly evolving. You know, through this process as well. But who we associate with and delegate responsibility to is crucial. One thing that's crucial is the degree of empowerment and not micromanagement that clients grant me and the value they place on liberation and order 
that we can achieve because of the professionals we engage with. The, the importance of aligning ourselves with people who are philosophically in sync with us and the degree that their value is not just relevant to us today, but in the future. So I want to be, you know, set these seeds and processes in place so they, they really bear some substantive fruit, you know, five, 10 years down the road. It, it, that's a process. And what happens if the person is not a fit? So, sometimes that happens, you know, it's going to happen inevitably in life. Um, and, you know, it is all about the fit, but sometimes we find it's down the line. It's just not a fit. They may know it. We may know it. But if it's not a fit, that's okay. We often disassociate with them. If it's just not a fit, if we're not on the same page, if we're not moving together, that, that's okay. But it, but it does happen. And I think to, you know, as we evolve, I, I'm actually shocked by, you know, what's going on. We saw through this election, through social media, right? People even, there's a lot of people who just didn't jive or even people who were friends all of a sudden that became divided through something. Or, or you know, I, even other people we see, I've seen people who um, maybe do stuff like give up drinking or something. And then all of a sudden the people they hung out with don't want to hang out with them because they're no fun. And, and, you know, sometimes you have to change. You have to be willing to change your group set. I'm, that's kind of extreme, but sometimes we find folks just aren't gelling or don't resonate or once in a while they get a bit of loyalty fatigue for whatever reason we, we try and, you know, reinvigorate that, but we try and keep it fresh. So it's not just about the numbers. How was the investment performance last quarter? What's the economy doing? We want to know what's going on in their lives. And, you know, I've stressed in other uh, podcasts, especially with this pandemic, it's really about your connection, your ability to add, you know, value now and in the future and uh, really tune out a lot of this noise and focus on what's important. Now, you mentioned other professionals you engage with. Tell me about your, your network here, this value-added support team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, our, you know, our process is panoramic and, and goals-based, as I've mentioned. It's a planning-based approach, and I have a, an extensive, what I call a value-added support team, or VAST. Uh, these are other professionals um, where we're in sync, where we're in line, right? They are very good at what they do. They work well together. And they may bring a lot of value to the client that they don't know for various um, situations. So I, I've just been amazed that the world has become, frankly, stranger at times. It's become noisier, um, surreal, and in down cases, in some cases, downright bizarre. So, so while I'm very optimistic about the light at the end of the tunnel, we could all use more quality, reliable resources to help tackle you know, issues that come up. So collaborating with other thought leaders and experts, this is just a huge, a huge uh, service to my clients. So we, in, we engage these folks and I'll, I'll give you some examples of some of these collaborations, but I maintain a very um, vast, you know, network of folks and we'll only bring them in when I really think they can add value, but sometimes they're, you know, they're, they're invaluable. Um, I, I was recently introduced um, to a woman who was divorcing from her family law attorney or that firm. And uh, this was a high net worth case. Um, 
you know, mature individual. They're, you know, separating. Um, she, you know, I'm sure it's a very difficult process, but I'm brought in, you know, for the financial and then some of the other coaching elements, et cetera. Uh, she sent me over, you know, a balance sheet and everything. And there was an awful lot of stuff on there, including a lot of accounts. And we tried to get a sense of what, what was actually there. Um, turns out she had been working or her and the, the former husband with, with, with someone, but she really had very little transparency around that. She, she didn't have access to the statement. She didn't. And I'm like, we need to unpack all that. So we're starting to do that. But the point of it is, is here is her family law attorney who's really dealing with a different element, but to progress through that, that person was very aware to say, you need someone to help handle your finances and take you to the next level beyond just separating and getting as much as we can and come to coming to an in, you know, amicable situation. And it was a large estate with a lot of properties and a lot of things that aren't split like that evenly down the middle, there'll have to be some um, workout and that's going to take some time, but I'll be able to work with her. So, so, and, and by the way, I mean, I, I've been fortunate. I haven't had a lot of clients or people that have separated and whatnot. I've had more, thank goodness. But I mean, I absolutely know where to turn to, to send them if they come up with that. I mean, a very broad network. Uh, I'll tell you another one, an attorney I work with, I have not had to use this person. Thank goodness. I'm not knocking on wood here. Um, he's actually <laughs> very specialized. He's a DUI attorney driving under the influence. Oh dear. Oh dear. Never yeah. had to use him, but he's a great person to have. I vetted him in the Rolodex. If I, you know, if something happens in my family, if something happens with the client and they say my, um, my son away at college, you know, got into an issue or I did, you know, it's expensive and it, there's some big time repercussions of that today. So how you have someone right on the hook or, you know, available, that's just an example. Um, we also deal a lot with retirement plans, as I may have alluded to in prior podcasts, but setting up 401ks, profit sharing, defined benefit plans. And we use what are called third-party administrators for this. Um, for those who don't know, they design and implement all, all the elements of a plan that would make it optimal. So if you are a small business owner or a business owner, a large business owner, um, they figure out exactly how much can be contributed to, to maximize deductions, to achieve all the owner, uh, all their goals, to benefit the employees, and to stay all in line with the Department of Labor and all their requirements and the, the duties of what's called ERISA, which is a, a federal regulation, especially when you're dealing with retirement plans. And these, these, these businesses are, are often contributing to these plans, but also withholding on behalf of employees who give them... Um, the authorization to do so, to contribute to these plans. So that's a much higher level of fiduciary authorization, but that, that's who a third party administrator is. So a lot of times we will engage them. We, we have connections with a number of absolute top tier firms if that is needed. And we recently got contacted by one where they were setting up a retirement plan for a medical practice. So this is a doctor locally with about four employees, um, you know, he's a 
a facial and plastic surgeon. And they, the plan document, everything was already set up, but I come in with respect to funding of that plan, the vehicles for that, how we invest it and communicate with those employees to help them understand what's going on and the business owners. So um, that, you know, we keep that in our vast network. This person actually were, you know, introduced me to this, this doctor. We're meeting with them this week for their formalized enrollment plan, but we actually have set, set their plan into place on this. So, you know, there's, there's a lot to this vast network. We've helped and assist families with special needs, with philanthropy, you know, things like insurance reviews. I actually came across a nonprofit, it was a tennis club that had numerous insurance policies in place, everything from, you know, liability on their property to workers' comp, you know, or if they have the gardener on the property. There's a lot of things going on here. And um, so the, the thing is their board is kind of not volunteer. It's a nonprofit and people are rotating through all the time. So it's not like there's all this continuity on understanding the policies, but the premiums are coming due at different times. Big story, but I, I got all the policies together and had an outside insurance expert review them and was able to give a lot of advice. But that was just part of the vast network. So, you know, I can do that for family. Just a lot of things within this network that high net worth families or really anyone will find a value. And we have a very defined process for, for vetting and getting comfortable with these folks. This is definitely a value added for your clients. Yeah. It, when they when it comes up for sure and and we like to provide that and emphasize that from the start they they come you know you don't know when it's going to be needed but a lot of times they just use me as a sounding board and even on the attorney side i've just got access to so many that if it's a complicated or unique issue i don't know a lot of times i've access to a lot of others then i'll say who would you turn to if this was the case so now you're really going inside and getting their opinions and that that can be helpful. You've had some really great stories here and examples. Give me some more. This this is telling me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll tap onto the vast network a little bit, but I I recently was asked to start looking into a business succession plan for a small business owner client who happens to be a three a three uh three partner. There's three partners in this law firm and they have about 13 employees. And this, this was great. This came about through the VAST network as well. Um, fortunately, I was able to get some key experts involved through this network. And, I, and I've basically built this into my all-encompassing you know, holistic process. So we discussed it with, with the lead partner, got some experts on the phone. We had a big Zoom call because these are national folks. What we discussed and what came out of the conversation is that the client wanted to address a number of things. First of all, with coverage, should one of the partners die or become incapacitated such that the other partners could buy out the other one-third share of the other partners for that you know, that partner's family or their estate. So we're working to find the most efficient strategy to put that into place for all the partners. Also, what came out of the discussion is that we have some very, they have some very good years where they settle some very large cases um, with some big payments. And other times that doesn't occur at all. They're just trying to settle a case. And so 
Um, you know, it can rain or it can be a total drought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, which is typical. So they'd like the ability to stuff away funds and overfund their retirements in very good years, um, you, you know, when it's raining and also have the flexibility to, to not do that if, if it's, they don't really have the capacity to do that in any given year. So they also like that we were or part of this process of the succession plan we brought up the fact that, and they liked this, that the firm could access some of these funds if they needed it to, if they needed to for, say, operations. I mean, let's say it's, it's not raining that year and it's a dry year and they need to fund cash flow for payroll or other firms I know, they invest their own money in their cases. I mean, they're very committed. They're very, very selective on the cases they'll take because they'll often invest their own money, you know, invest tens and thousands of dollars, $50,000, $100,000 in a case they expect to win. But if the cash flow isn't there, they can actually borrow from these, what are called these succession plans, if needed, if that's going to further the firm or they think that's a prudent business decision. So they like that from purely a flexibility standpoint for, for ongoing operations, if it's ever needed. And, and finally, they wanted uh, this to be something, you know, for both the firm and it's the three partners. But by the way, the, the three partners, are they're about 10 years apart in terms of age. So one is 58, one is 49, and one is 37. That's quite the range. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. They kind of, it's probably good diversification. They kind of have their bases covered. But uh, so they want a solution for funding and buying out the other partners should, you know, should or if one of them retires, like the lead partner I was talking to, ideally, when we had those conversations, would like to retire at about 65. He's making very good money, likes what he does. He's in the prime of his career. You know, 65 is just a target for him. So they also want a solution if something more dramatic would happen to them, like if this partnership separates. We all know in business, these things happen. <laughs> it's not, un and yeah. So, you know, or if, or if one of these, one of the partners gets a divorce, for example, you know, how that would, that would have to be part of that person's, you know, net worth. And how would that, how, you know, the other spouse might want some compensation or that might be an asset. And a lot of business owners, that's their primary asset that everything's wrapped up in the business. So Pretty typical. So at any rate, this would help solve a lot of that. So these are major issues for the firm and its partners. And typically, they're way too busy with the details of their practice and their casework to put together a custom plan and strategy to address. So, you know, we're doing all of this for them so they can focus on their business while at the same time knowing they have taken care of the firm and its partners, key succession planning issues, and addressed what would happen under a number of strategies that if they were to, to occur would be majorly disruptive to the firm, to the partners, to their families, and to their clients. So having addressed this it is a major peace of mind issue that not only enhances the business value versus a business or say a law firm or et cetera, who, you know, who had not addressed that issue actually helps their enterprise value. Uh, the value of that business. You made a very good point that for people in this situation, small business owners or law firm owners, whatever, this is their 
their value, they expect to sell this company perhaps in the future. Everything is wrapped up in this. Yeah. Yeah. And some prepare really well for that. And some, the majority, the vast majority, not to say folks we, we work with, but the majority of business owners don't. They're so wrapped up in the day-to-day operations and making it grow and fighting fires and all, all this stuff that goes with that, that they don't always take care of these things. And when I, I think I talked about on a prior podcast, but when I do see a business owner that has adequately prepared or they're selling it and there's a large monetization event and they've done it well, it's really the exception and I go out of my way to compliment them and just tell them how rare. And they're usually like, why? Well, I, I had one I did this for. And it turns out he worked as an accountant at a big firm and it helped many, many businesses, but he'd bought and sold several companies. So he really got that planning with the beginning, but this was by far the exception. So those folks are great, but most don't have that. So, you know, th- this vast network just, just helps these experts you know, it helps us connect these folks. This We're helping the law firm with their retirement plan and, and the partners with their overall retirement. But this is a key element to wrap that under. And incidentally, like a final little cherry on top of this thing is we're able to get them a formal valuation in this process done really at no cost or through our experts. If they really want a deep dive with deep numbers and a whole bunch of stuff, rather than spending huge amounts of money, we, we have some connections that can help us get this done for, you know, a few thousand dollars or so. You know, that vast connection is, is incredibly valuable. I try and um, encourage folks to use it. And, and some folks know to ask when they come up with issues. Others, depending upon where we're at in the relationship, may not, may not be aware. But some, some come right out of the gate, say, you know, I'm looking for a different CPA or, you know, or whatnot. So. Well, with that in mind, Rob, how can listeners reach you? Facebook is great. I'm on LinkedIn quite a bit. You can you can find my firm's website, seia.com, and I have my bio. You, you're welcome to email me. You can call my office, and, and my assistant, Stephanie, will be happy to schedule a time where we can chat. But there's a number of ways to reach me. So um, if you have any questions and I can help, please please reach out and I'll do my best to get back to you. Very good. And that's Curtis with two S's, correct? Two S's. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. Rob Curtis of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. Follow his podcast, The Millionaire Next Door, to make sure you know when the latest show is available for you. Share with friends and comment. Let us know what you're thinking. I'm Patrice Sakora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to The Millionaire Next Door podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors or Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.